0: The Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 The Champ. Interact with the show on Twitter at Hawkeye Huddle and at Hawkeye Huddle Two.
1: And a lookin' everybody, welcome to the Hawkeye Huddle here on 1700 The Champ. Brett Shake Creighton Junior, with you live at G Miggs in West Des Moines. Down here in Valley Junction, come on down and join us for the next hour, Steak Night as it is always on Tuesdays, and uh, we have the lovely and talented uh, uh, Better Halves in the in the in no the, question in the house tonight for us. So that's good. Uh, as we uh, break down for the next hour, the University of Iowa Hawkeyes uh, football, at least for right now. And the for Hawks, the most part. For the most part. Uh, eh, we we're going to talk a little bit about the Big Ten, maybe a little Iowa State too. We'll see. But uh, Hawks with a 38-14 to 14, uh, convincing victory the other night against Miami, Ohio. Uh, came out in the first half. Things looked a little slow, but in reality they drove the football very nicely in, in the drives they had in the first half. They just didn't score a whole lot. Then in the second half, they exercise their will, and, and you and I have had a chance to talk about this a little bit. I, Which is unusual. Well, I know. I, uh, well, we spent on on a, on an evening game night, you and I are going to have had a little bit longer time to spend in the parking lot beforehand. So yes. the, the amount of analysis that I do in a stadium after – is it six or seven is hours? And,
0: compared to an it, it, eleven o'clock it, game. It, it
1: might be a little bit less. I don't see things with as critical an eye, and I don't notice things quite as well uh, after that. So I went back and watched, of course, as I, I am wont to do many times. I went back and watched. I'll tell you what this this was uh, a, a, a very impressive for not having big explosive plays. This is a really impressive opener. On a number of fronts, the defensive mistakes there were two of them, maybe three the whole game, and then the offensive
0: line, even with Alaric Jackson getting hurt, was very impressive oh yeah, no question. Um, I was very very uh, pleased in my in my own uh, road twenty five analysis of balanced offense, you know, Stanley had seventy percent passing, I think the Hawks were at four hundred and sixty five yards and it was Almost right in the middle, down the middle in terms of rushing versus passing. Uh, only the one turnover, which was somebody trying to do a little too much. So Kirk
1: said today. He may never touch the ball He said, you know, when you become a full get back at Iowa, you basically give up on ever touching the football, and that might be even more understated after Saturday,
0: in other yeah, words, you know. That, but
1: either way, yeah, it was, a, it was so, kind of a dumb fumble. So it
0: was a dumb yeah, fumble. Yeah, it was a dumb You're fumble. you tackle tackled, yeah. go down, and, and live to fight another day. Yeah. Um, because throwing it to your 6'4", 235-pound quarterback, who, by the way, did show a little bit of juice on yeah, his uh, 16-yard RPO uh, run and a 14-yard scamper mm-hmm. uh, later out of the pocket, mm-hmm. also had an opportunity when he got called for intentional grounding to probably turn around that left corner and run for, I don't know, six or eight or ten yards uh, at least. So all in all, I thought the second half Hawks, the third, third quarter and the first ten minutes of the fourth quarter, that football team looked really, really good. Uh, spot on with uh, some good plays, some good runs, uh, efficiency going four on fourth down and getting in scoring touchdowns. Um, not settling for field goals, um, even and when we did, you know Duncan did a nice job. So, as you say, week one, um, you know all you got to do is look 135 miles straight to your west and go. Well, you know for the grace of God, there goes our football team, right? Right. And you know I was had that situation with Northern Iowa. In fact, I think it was 10 years ago they had to block two field goals in the last plays of the game in order to win and. And that was a good
1: football team Iowa had here,
0: obviously. Yeah, so exactly. So, I'm not going to read a lot into that. I, no, I mean, Northern yeah. Iowa goes into those games with a huge chip on their shoulder. They're talented and unscouted quarterback and that sort of thing. But if you compare that game that started at 11 o'clock in Ames and you compare the game that started at 645 in Iowa City, I think um, if you were completely unbiased, you would have to say that the, the Hawkeyes looked like the better team uh in the state more prepared better offense better defense all the way around so i a good win solid win 38-14 and you know the fact of the matter is they were behind twice um 7-3 and 10-7 yeah no no they got 14 yeah so they're behind seven, three. one 7-3 i went down and, and scored then came right calmly down, down came down and scored right yes. down and scored um, so anyway, yeah, at the end of the day, I, I, I'm very happy with the, the win I, The my biggest disappointment for the other, other day is, is twofold. Riley Moss getting hurt. He's out four to six weeks, uh, maybe, maybe longer, hopefully not. And, you know, AJ Larry Jackson going down first quarter there. And when he got up and did the little high knee thing, yeah, thought, I thought, he thought oh, yeah, he's yeah. Okay. Um, and then five minutes later, I looked at him on the bench, and he didn't have his helmet, and he was sitting there, and he looked kind of downtrodden. And then, you know, they wheeled him out, and that wheeled, but walked out on a crutch as such. So, yeah. And he's out for, what, at least the next two games. That's what Kirk said. And yeah, and we know how that goes. That's a,
1: that's an optimistic thing. So maybe, but it's optimistic. If you, if you
0: could have him back by Michigan, I that think that you'd would be happy. Be, yes. and that so. That's him four full, weeks, right? Gives him a full month to recover.
1: Right. Uh so a couple of a couple of uh, off the off the cups observations okay you mentioned the 70% completion percentage for for uh, Stanley Obviously every year you want to see him improving. People have said one of the keys is that he's going to have to improve. Well, that's an improvement percentage wise. Right. No question, right? He's in the sixties and well, was what was good. he last
0: year in the first game? Like six. eleven for twenty three yeah, or something? He had a it tough was really, time, really, right? really bad.
1: Right. So this is good. Um and, and my criticism of him going into I have a few going into the season, the reason that that I tried to express Unwittingly on Twitter tried to express, and I'm just not going to try to Don't express you know deep better? thoughts. I'm not going to put deep thoughts on Twitter anymore because there's a couple of people out there that all they want to do, and my thought was, I said,
0: which is interesting since you're the that I'm, person on, am, on this radio show. I am not.
1: So, my thought was, and still is, that I have seen him in pressure situations uh crap himself way too many times way too early right he, he starts to get in this mode where he drops back and if he can't throw it immediately he checks down to the to the the lowest common denominator and we're getting a two-yard gain instead of guys who are running wide open and he's not hitting him right so i wanted to see that improve now it did happen once the other night yep brandon smith was running wide open across the field it-
0: and nobody within 30 yards of him. Yeah, it's, it's a touchdown, right? You,
1: you're, or at least a long completion.
0: It, right? Certainly a, uh, a big play. Uh, I don't know, there's yeah. a term that they have.
1: But the explosive play. Explosive play. Ball's got to be thrown, You got but you got to yeah. wait another half a second. No
0: pressure. You he didn't gotta, have to you, wait. You just, All you had to do was yeah. see him. Yeah. So that was missed. And that then wasn't they, a waiting issue. That was yeah. a function of finding well, the guy as he ran across the and field. I don't remember
1: who it is on Twitter that came back at me. Well, he averaged did 7.1 parts for completion. And I'm like, yeah. So, okay, great. So he hits Nico Regani for a 48-yard completion, which should have been a 70-yard touchdown. Because, you know, all I'm saying is it, it let's just a, get it into it. could a,
0: only have been a
1: 52-yard okay. touchdown because
0: he was tackled on uh, the four.
1: Was he ta- Okay. My point is. The the only piece I'm missing out of this is that the, is, is hitting big plays. I thought he did really really well in, in waiting for, and he's got this new wide receiver core that is just has guys who can run routes. And I thought he waited very nicely a lot of number of times for them to get open. I thought he hit guys in traffic very well. I didn't see a whole lot of bad balls. Probably had a couple of drop balls out there. I thought he played great, and he's got the fade path, pattern down. No, he's got obviously, that down, right? yeah. And mean, a couple of guys touchdowns. can catch it, right? So two that's, touchdowns.
0: Oliver Martin's first catch is a touchdown as a Hawkeye. That was fun to see. Why didn't um, he? Play? Were he you surprised ten, he didn't play earlier? I don't know. I mean, I you know I was surprised that they uh, ran Goodson instead of IKM. I mean, and Kirk didn't say necessarily that he had beaten him out, but rather they just want to see what he looked like. And probably, if you think about it from a pressure standpoint, that was probably a good place to put him in the true freshman from Georgia. You're up, but it was 24 to 14. I mean, what if the kid fumbles and they go a scoop and score? Or oh, something oh like? absolutely.
1: I was, I mean, I was surprised. And, I you mean, know,
0: and I, I don't like to play football in a scared mentality, and clearly, I don't think the Hawks do that. Although I would imagine every over, once in a while, I would imagine over it, the 16 yeah. years that you and I've been doing that, we've seen we, it a we've times. seen them ahead by six or seven points, and all of a sudden. Quit going for the jugular and and letting the other team stick around. North right? Dakota State, man. Yeah, there North you go. North Dakota State. Yeah. So, at any rate, they didn't do that uh, last week, and they and they put the thunder down on them. That third quarter was really really impressive.
1: So, uh, Alaric Jackson goes out. They they're pressed into rotating a bunch of guys, but they're going to do anyway. But they start rotating a bunch of guys, and the star that comes out of this game is a walk on who had no zero. When I say zero, no offers to play college football. He was talking today about the fact that Upper Iowa didn't even offer him. They talked to him a little bit. They didn't even offer him. He walks on at Iowa. Kyler shut. And if you shooter.
0: saw. Shooter. They, they all call him
1: Shooter. If you saw a couple of. You, know, I, I, you find a couple of these highlights. And people do. But there was one down. They were, moving, uh, they were moving north to south. So I think it was on the first touchdown drive. He took his man. It was Brandon sheriff like it was any. It was uh, T.J. Hawkinson. Like it was, he took his man and buried him seven yards deep in the defensive backfield, and then went and took on a linebacker. <laughs> this kid is is something. And I thought uh, so. It's a great story. He will start this week, and he may not lose his starting spot, even if uh, Cole Bandwerk comes back now. And on top of that, I think there's some other great stories on the offensive line. Justin Britt's a true freshman who had knee surgery less than 12 months ago, and he's in the two deeps now. The Paulson brothers played very, very well, and it first, was a lot of fun seeing that. First set of twins to ever start a game in Iowa. And when, and when you look at certainly they don't count wrestling. Well, well, there you go. And then you look at—everybody's at, just forgetting already, we're just pretending like Linderbaum has just been part of this. This is his first, first college start— and he was terrific as well. And, and when you look at what was so good about that third quarter and into the fourth quarter was they started exercising their will, and they weren't doing anything fancy. They are just opening holes, man, and just just getting hat on a hat. They go down to uh, the second-to-last touchdown they scored that was, uh, was that Torrin Young?
0: Yeah, fourth down, fourth, fourth and down two. Or?
1: <laughs> fourth down, and you're like, okay, so they go heavy. Miami brings everybody in, right, because they're going to. Now, granted, that's not Michigan, but it is It is still 11-man in the box. And guess what? They got a hat on a hat. There's a hat on a hat. Yeah, he no, walked was, in. He just Ross, walked in. Ross yeah. has
0: got his guy four yards in the end zone in the lead block and just walked in. And, you know, then the last touchdown, we ran the bubble screen, which Ken O'Keefe must have really nudged somebody and said, hey, can we run that one just once? Went for a nice six-yard touchdown to uh, Smith-Marset. It was, I don't know, I mean, there's not a lot
1: to be upset about. Listicow, Chad Listicow, I believe is him. He, he pointed out um, a, a lot of, actually did his breakdown of the game, he talked a lot about um, Iowa ran out of the shotgun a lot. And usually Iowa out of the shotgun is a guaranteed pass, right? And they were fairly evenly balanced running the football and passing the football out of the shotgun. And one of the re- reasons that he thought that that uh, bubble screen got so wide open was it was a little bit of a hitch fake to, you know, fake toss, right? And the flow just got everybody. And so you want to talk about a few new wrinkles that you might not notice, right? Because you've seen them run out of the shotgun before, right? But maybe you start to notice, okay, well, maybe
0: they're throwing a little bit more and they're well, running a little I bit get, more, you know, maybe there's a shovel pass. Out I, the, like, I can pickle, assure you the toss. thing that nobody's seen is Nate Stanley fake that ball and run. Which on, was on, a, yes. by choice. Yes. Nobody's seen that. And uh, I'm not saying that he's all of a sudden a triple threat quarterback because he's, you know, he, he's not. But if he can get you five or, six, th- five or six yards in a situation like that where you only need two or three and every one of their mothers keying on the running back, then that gives opponents something else. Somebody else has got to stay home. You know, the passing game opens up the running game. Your quarterback being able to be dual threat and do those kinds of things helps open up your running game. You know, throwing the backs to your or the ball to your running backs will help in your running game. Uh, Iowa did all three of those things very well on Saturday night.
1: Two hundred thirteen yards on the ground, five point two yards per carry, four sixty-five. And I believe somebody did the, the math. Iowa's only gone over four hundred fifty yards. They average two to three two to three times a year at most. Last year it was once, I believe, they went over 450 yards. You think about it, they score. They do actually score a lot considering they have to matriculate the ball down the <laughs> field, right? But uh, that was some good yardage out of them, um, and obviously uh, it paid off, and we'll have to see if they can get some of these explosive plays happening. Different task this week, I think, when you start looking at Rutgers, and we'll get into that a little bit, and we're gonna, we need to talk a little bit about the defensive side of the ball. I I, I do think there's... A few things we can break down there that might be a little bit questionable, especially since uh, uh, limited experience with a couple guys being hurt. We're going to grab that stuff when we come back on the Hawkeye Huddle
0: on 1700. Champ. Back to the Hawkeye Huddle with Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Ridge on 1700. The Champ. Real sports talk for real sports fans.
1: And we're back here at G Mix, West William Valley Junction. 6 to 7 o'clock every Tuesday from now all the way through the uh, winter sports season. God willing, that includes an NCAA tournament uh, berth for the Iowa Hawkeyes, and uh, we'll see about how that goes. A lot of basketball to talk. What a schedule
0: they've got. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, There's one I can't. You and Trent
0: Condit cannot complain.
1: Can't. Uh, They they still have, for some reason, the the downtrodden are still the scourge of the earth, but it doesn't matter at this point. It's tough. It's tough, baby. That's going to be something to watch. Anyway. Speaking of that, the, the one guy that loves to argue with Trent and me about that would be Tom, Tom Kaker of dot com joins us now. Uh, good afternoon, Tom. Good afternoon. What
2: am I arguing about? The basketball schedules and you guys being irrational?
0: Yes, that was what he was talking about, the fact that you know, even though the Hawks might play, I don't, I don't know. I haven't memorized the basketball schedule, but it's a very difficult one compared to years past. Yet we're going to focus on the three um, absolute patsies that we're, everybody, we're and their, that everyone in their mother plays not every, every single year. So regardless of that, hey Tom, how was Iowa City today?
2: It, w- it was good, and yeah the uh, you know i I know that Rich and Condon are gonna complain no matter what, so um, <laughs> no matter what the schedule is, they're gonna find uh, if they play one three hundred plus team, they're gonna complain about it, so yeah,
1: there's four right, but Stop. Did it <laughs> three
2: there are three there's I did three. The, I there's did three. the
1: math i actually, I saw in when the schedule came out, Tom went ahead and just addressed the the elephant in the room with that right away. Some will say, here's these. But, yeah, anyway, it is a tough schedule, and there are a lot, there's a lot to go uh, or, uh, move on from there. But, uh, Tom, the other night, uh, I, I think we all saw um, an Iowa football team that, that came out with a fairly complete, solid effort in their first game. And a lot of times you find a lot of things you can walk away and kind of scratch your head at it after that first game. But, man, it seemed like they were addressing everything as it was happening that you can maybe find a few things, but there were a lot of things to be positive about the other night. Yeah, I
2: you know it, it kind of felt in some ways just overall not um, it, it didn't end up the same way or um, you know, totally feel the same way but just from the basics felt a lot like last year where Iowa struggled a little bit in the first half uh, got some things thrown at them that they maybe didn't expect on both sides of the ball and it's a close game. Last year it was, what, 3 nothing at half. So, it was kind of like, eh, boy, boring game. And it felt that way in this one. And then make some adjustments, figure a few things out. And then um, I will kind of take control of the game. And, um, and that's how it worked out. Now, I, I, re- I really was impressed with the offense overall. Um, I thought they ran the ball. You know, it's been running, the, the running game has been the biggest thing that. Everybody on that beat has written about over and over again this summer, and it was really good. Uh, the line play was better, tougher, uh, more aggressive, uh, and then the running backs were more decisive and uh, ran harder, I thought, um, and, and that's just kind of byproduct, of being more uh, aggressive. So uh, overall, I thought a very good effort offensively and uh, a good starting point defensively.
0: Tom, I would agree agree with you completely. On the topic of the running backs, we did get to see true freshman Goodson, but I was surprised that IKM didn't get any any looks at all.
2: Yeah, he
0: got in there late.
2: Here's what I think. I think they just wanted to get Tyler Goodson out there and see what he can do Um, and just kind of get his feet wet in a situation where it's low stress uh, because they're going to plan on – uh, using him this year, and Kirk said as much today that they're gonna, um, you know, he's playing this year. So, um, and, and they're not going to just do four games and then sit him. At least that's not the plan. So that's kind of where where I came down on it, it was. Um, you just got to get him out there, and there's only so many carries to go around. And at that point in the fourth quarter, you just you just go with it.
1: Well, you can certainly see. Where there's <clears throat> where the talent is there, right? Oh, I mean, You could yeah. see a couple of times where he just directly had guys in front of him in the hole, and he he shifted sideways, a little aqua wobbly there, and then you know turned on turned on the burners and got himself four or five yards when he shouldn't have, and something you know you just don't get out of true freshman a lot. And I, I thought it was uh, it was apparent as to where the talent is there. So a lot of fun coming out of him. Hey, the, so one of the other questions I had for you, Tom, was you know so AJ Epinissa Epinesa, Um, everybody's All-American. Still everybody's All-American, but he didn't have a great statistical game. Was that because he was being double-teamed, or is that also partially a function of the fact that maybe they weren't asking him to do some of the same things that in past years is basically pin your ears back and go? And a lot of the time he was in there the other night, he he had other duties.
2: Um, I I think it's a combination of things. I think they kind of shifted their... um, uh, their their um, protections towards him, you know. You, you have to remember, there's no Anthony Allison on the other side this year, so um, it's just a little different. Um, you know, I think Chauncey Golson will, will come along too on that other end, and uh, my hopes for him. But um, and they were chipping at him more than double teaming A uh, straight up double team. I mean, there was some of that, but it was uh, a little bit, you know, tight end. Chipping on him, running back chipping on him. And it's kind of that one and a half guys on him, and just, um, and they got rid of the ball fairly quickly to kind of mitigate him uh, as well. So I think uh, maybe one of the things Iowa could look at is potentially um, moving AJ around so teams can't just sit and, and, and say, okay, he's on this side. We're going to just shift everything this way and make them adjust what i was doing
1: well, being interesting there's a lot of different guys that they can throw in the mix of course uh you know they they're going fairly deep there and yet at the same time uh, you know, they can they can play guys in multiple spots Loved seeing Amani jones with the uh, the big sack on on third down of course uh, there wasn't much in his way and when you don't put much in his way you don't have more than half a second to get rid of the football
2: yeah, and that was a nice play, and it's great to see Amani have that moment. Kid has been, you know, last year at this time he lost his job as a starter, and uh, to have him have a good moment there, I thought was uh, a real nice thing.
1: It was a night of good moments, you know. When it com- comes down to it, a number of things that were special, and even Oliver Martin took a while to get in the game, and just you know, at this point in time, last week we weren't even sure he was going to be cleared, and there he is in the game, and. Second play catches a touchdown pass. How how big is it? Was it for his psyche? He seems like a pretty pretty calm kid anyway. But how big was it for his psyche to get in there and play an important role at least at some point during this game?
2: Yeah, it was weird because he did not play a snap in the first half, and then the second half he finally gets in there and um, they run a play with, uh, with Smith Marset, and then the next play they come back to Oliver and and he uh, scores a touchdown. Um, so I think it was important for him to get out there and do something and have a positive result. But it was funny talking to him after the game. He's, he seemed uh, happier that we weren't asking him about transfer or uh, you know where things stood with a transfer and paperwork. You just talked to him about football. And uh, I, I think that's what... What it's going to be like the rest of the way. And I think that's more of a comfort zone for him because, you know, as much as the drama has followed him around, he is one of the kids that just hates the drama stuff and hates the attention. Um, He's not comfortable in that that sort of spotlight with drama around him. So uh, I think this is a real positive for him that he's able to, uh, you know, kind of get away from that and just focus on football.
0: You know, Tom, I I would agree with that. And, as we turn the page and move towards next week, I think we all had the chance to watch Rutgers play a little bit, at least on Friday night, if not the entire game. And UMass was giving them fits uh, real early in the game. In fact, I think they were up 21-7 to or 20-7, to something like that. And then Rutgers basically ran off the next 41 points of the game. We've got two really good running backs, or at least explosive running backs. The quarterback looks pretty good. What's your assessment of the Rutgers team that you may have watched some on Friday and what's going to come into Kinnick for the first time ever on Saturday?
2: Yeah, I watched a little bit of it. And again, you know, this will be the second time Iowa's played Rutgers. They haven't played each other very often. So, if ever, I think it's the second time ever that they're going to, and the first time they're going to be in Iowa City. And um, offensively, uh, McLean Carter, the uh, the transfer from texas tech as their quarterback and he's a gunslinger and he likes to throw it around and he likes to take some risks Threw for over 300 yards but he also threw three interceptions against umass and you know the tendency for quarterbacks who like to take who take risks against iowa is usually uh means a lot of turnovers for uh the hawkeye secondary so um that's something to to look at their running backs are, are pretty impressive. Uh, I think it's uh, Pacheco and uh, Blackshear. I know Blackshear is one of them. I think Pacheco is the other one. Those guys run hard. They're athletic and they're fast. And uh, that's going to be important for Iowa to control the run game because those guys get a crease, they're going to be gone.
0: Yeah, it's important that Iowa come and tackle for certain this weekend uh, on those, especially on those running backs. So, what's your uh, Tuesday night prediction here for the huddle?
2: You know, I haven't really given it a whole lot of thought yet. It's, a, I always, um, well, kind of get M- sidetracked. Day, yeah. I, I get sidetracked with Labor Day and I just don't, um, you know, dive in as heavily on it yet. I would expect, I, I think the point spreads at 20, 20 and a half. Wow. Um, I think it'll be in that neighborhood. Um, I'd say, uh, I was probably going to win like, uh, you know, 35 to 17, something like that.
0: All right. Well, you've heard it here first. Tom's first prediction on the (laughs) Iowa Rutgers game. Tom, thanks for joining us again here on the huddle. Okay. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on.
1: All right. We'll catch you next week. Tom Cakert of HawkeyeReport.com. Of course, you can get out there and check out not only the daily news, but uh, a lot of good recruiting stuff. And if you haven't paid attention uh, to the recruiting class that Kirk and and the boys have put together for this year, which is almost all but complete, which is an amazing thing. Uh, get out there. Tom's got all kinds of great stuff on uh, the kids that Iowa has signed up and, and the few kids that are left in what will be a, a, a nice class coming in uh, for the 2020 uh, recruiting class. Uh, we're going to take our final break, and we'll be back. Is it time for take a break? I don't know. Jacob, is it time to take a break? I think it's time to take a break. Uh, take a break. Oh. All right. Well, we're doing so well we're ahead.
0: Usually they're tapping me out. Okay. Hey, uh, <clears throat> quick update. I got my wrestling insiders, you know. Bad news for the Hawkeye wrestling team. Yeah, what team. was the deal? I saw... So, uh, Renaria, who was a 133, 141 pounder, transferred yeah. to Iowa from Nebraska, Yeah, has decided to leave the program because I was brought in two other studs at yeah. those weights and uh, doesn't really want to try and compete in the room. And then, of course, the Minnesota recruit, Ryan Sokol, reopened his yeah, recruitment. I saw that. Apparently, his best friend is the heavyweight at Ohio State. And there's a very good chance that he might like to go and hook, out with, hook up with his buddy over there in their <clears throat> wrestling program.
1: You know, when there's only so many... But the so Hawks re- should
0: be really, really oh, good. Oh, they're going to be your- really...
1: Oh, they are. And <clears throat> when there are only so many good wrestling programs out there... And Iowa is in that competition with all of those. You're going to see a little shuffling. uh, It is what it is, right? Right. It's like at every level. Well, the
0: top five pretty much are pretty stable year after year. It's
1: going to be what it's going to be.
0: Penn State, Iowa, Oklahoma State, Ohio State, maybe Michigan, maybe, you know, Mizzou. Somewhere in there.
1: So I want to talk Big Ten West when we get back from the break. So I don't want to go there just yet. But let's talk real quickly Big Ten East. Okay. Holy cow. I mean, when you go... Best it, but, division in college football. Well, and so usually we're kind of poo-pooing the fact that the West, is you know, the West isn't that much, and maybe the West isn't much worse, but did you see what the East did this weekend? It, it Was it, is well, that smoke and mirrors with, uh, you know?
0: 158 points between Penn State and Maryland. Um, obviously, Ohio State looked really, really good with fields there at quarterback. Michigan, I thought Michigan just... From the highlights and the briefness of which I saw some of the stuff that they talked about, looked like they struggled with Middle Tennessee a little bit. weren't very clean. I think that might be the right way to put it. Um, Indiana beat Ball State, and neutral
1: site, and dropped a long touchdown pass. They had more points. They scored plenty. Uh, you know, like I said, Maryland. But then, Maryland. Uh, then of course,
0: we got Rutgers who's coming to our place yeah. on Saturday. So. You know, if you're going to have a crossover, Rutgers is a pretty good choice. <laughs> yeah, out of all of them to start with,
1: it certainly is. Um, I just It sure looks like the Big Ten is tough, uh, top to bottom. And uh, that east side looks really like something. That, like you said, you know, Maryland, how tough could it be, right? Well, they pointed this yesterday. They played one guy. They right? played
0: Howard. I mean, how is the guy going to cover them all?
1: I don't know. It seems like it's easy Was that to the score. same
0: Howard from Andrew, Andy Griffith? He's probably out Howard of Howard Sprague? Out of eligibility. Was that Ronnie Howard? No, no, not no? Ron Howard. Howard Sprague. I think he was the pharmacist. Oh, that opie! No, no, <laughs> that's Floyd, that's Floyd the barber. That's Floyd
1: the barber. No, Howard Sprague was like the uh, city the city planner or city. He wasn't. He there. wasn't like the druggist. No, Isn't no. that what they would have called no, him back they, then. They, they, you had several of those, right? But uh, well, not Otis, <clears throat> huh? Not Otis. Not Otis.
0: No, no. Howard Sprague was the city administrator. All right, there yeah. you go. Yeah. Well, how much administration did you do in Mayberry?
1: Not a lot. He had to stop the ladies' aid auxiliary from wanting the money, the extra money that was left to the church for their choir robes versus the guys who wanted to put in a pool hall. So they were decided instead to flood the one that they needed to raise the church up because it was eroding. So they decided to flood both sides of the church, lower it down, and they got the choir robes, and that was all Howard Spray.
0: There you go.
1: Andy Griffith's lesson number one in the books, and I think now we are going to take a break whether it's time or not. So we'll be back in a couple of minutes here on the Hawkeye Huddle on 1700, the champ.
0: You're listening to the Hawkeye Huddle with Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Rich on 1700, the champ. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Hey, how about I, I bring us back? So, I'm so good here. Cover your mouth. <clears throat> don't I'm have good to here. Listen to you chew on your popcorn. Your earphones heads off. Class operation here at the Huddle. Thanks to G Megs, Bruce, and George for having us down here. You're welcome. Big thanks to uh, Big Cause Kozlowski Law. Plenty of advertising opportunities here on the Hokido. Uh, there all,
1: are several, several. What's As- that? Um, they—they want you to turn them up so that everybody in in the in the uh, bar here can hear us. Well, there you go. Yeah,
0: that's part of the beauty of the live radio show. This is it is. Thank God we're on radio because you imagine us on TV right now, watching you eat.
1: Oh, we didn't
0: eat. How about we discuss? We didn't eat at the time. We
1: didn't have free popcorn.
0: How about you do here at We discuss what you want to discuss.
1: The Big Ten West. Not to overreact too much, but well, why wouldn't but, we? But but let's 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 have fun with that, right? After the first week, what did you see? Here's, oh, who's your who's the best team in the West that you saw? Iowa. Okay, based Would, would on, you
0: like me to expand on that answer? Yes. Hey, why don't why don't you
1: just if you just favor me and just kind of you know pull a little bit more extrapolation out of that?
0: I would say Iowa uh, with Wisconsin being like .1 behind them. Mm -hmm. Wisconsin obviously looks very good. Jonathan Taylor had four touchdowns the other night. They were playing... um, I did not realize that the quarterback for South Florida actually received 12 years of eligibility. But he has been there longer than both coaches, Charlie Smart and the other guy. South Florida was so inept, they did not run one play in Wisconsin territory the entire game at home. Um... I just thought I will look better. I'm, I mean, it's hard to say I would look better on both sides, and I'm biased. I, I, tell you, I think the Hawks are one, Wisconsin one a. I think Northwestern's in there. They got beat. They
1: didn't. Uh, they didn't score very much. But yeah, uh, by it was the 10, way, what's with this
0: Northwestern uh, <coughs> screwing the spread on the last play <laughs> of the game? Again, second time in school history, as you might recall, they tried the ruski yep. play against the Ohio State University years ago. Covered the entire game. Until the last play, and threw it in the end zone, which Ohio State then recovered and covered the spread. Same thing: Stanford uh, sacks him or fumble ruski on the last pl- on yep. the last play uh, and recovers in the end zone to cover. Um, Northwestern played Northwestern type football. Um, let, let's talk about the teams that didn't look so good. How I, about, how about those uh, Nebraska Cornhuskers? Uh, who had not had, what did you tell me, two defensive touchdowns and a punt return?
1: Well, Looked like two defensive touchdowns and a punt return. They <clears throat> scored 14 offensive points against South four, or South than, Alabama, who won three games last year less, and returns like half less than half of their team.
0: Less than 300 yards of total offense yes. by the great Adrian Martinez. Yeah, it, it, You listen, know, there hey, might be a frost warning, but they sure as heck better find an offense. <laughs> they better, I'll and tell you, still it's amazing to me that,
1: that with that, that they didn't fall out of the top 25 like Iowa State did. No, they know? didn't. Uh, Iowa State did. right. Nebraska in 20, tied at 25th. Well, they both fell where they should have then, I suppose. <laughs>
0: Illinois had a rousing victory over Akron. Uh, listen, Purdue, Purdue it, goes it under better. I actually called that one, that Nevada going out there was going to be a very difficult Yeah, task. did you watch, though? I mean, no, Purdue I had a like, Purdue even got over at like 3 o'clock in the morning. Uh, I know.
1: Purdue got way ahead. They had a huge lead in that and lost it. And, uh, yes, I went to bed, and I woke up and went, oh, look at that. What about Florida uh, State uh, blowing an 18-point uh, lead uh, in all uh, Boyce? Similar, similar in a lot of ways. And then Minnesota uh, getting, getting a, a fan, a, you know, basically a gift fumble from South Dakota State to uh, finally go ahead and score and win that football game. Purdue, uh, you mentioned. So here's here's my what I'm saying. I this was an underwhelming week for the Big Ten West week, the exception of Iowa and Wisconsin, and then you give Northwestern a little bit of a break because Northwestern is playing a pretty good team out on the road in front of two do- two dozen people. I'm not sure how Stanford does that, but
0: um, in might any be case, more people here? At <clears> there there, there at might Stan- be. Stanford City. So if I if I know they actually this. had a Super Bowl there. Yeah, oh yeah! It's Dolphins versus 49ers back in the in that the was days. in
1: the old Stanford Stadium.
0: It's the old bowl. Yes, it's
1: this the is not bowl. the same field. No, oh. different. This is a brand new double decker one. That's actually it's actually smaller. It only holds like forty thousand people. Well, and the we, other one held can, like eighty, and they couldn't can, get in. The we PBO. can see why they lowered. Yeah. Right, the exactly, capacity. exactly. You wonder. Well, here's here's why. So not a lot of people were apparently interested in going watching uh, Stanford Stanford. I don't think because
0: Stanford students are there. Well, that could be. I don't. Mean, not that that matters. I mean, don't they all go to the library on Saturday yeah. anyway? They smoke None pot. Of, one, one of those two.
1: One of, the, one of the two. Oh, you know, they're those. They're the. They're the smart kids. You know, the smart kids. the they're, they're, they're Smart kids. Now, so I, I. I think it's interesting because I think there are a couple of good teams in the in the Big Ten West, but we're going to see. Maybe it's not quite as daunting a task to get through there as as uh, you might have um, been thinking it would be, which is well, good because the know, rest because we got still got the the Michigans and the Penn states the world on the other side well,
0: the first thing you've got to do is you have to win you have to win your first Big Ten conference game on Saturday. This is the earliest conference game I think I read since the nineties yep uh they 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 used to every once in a while
1: Hayden Fry's first year first first, two years. Get, first game of the year was against Indiana yeah. The first I mean, two years, the first game,
0: yeah, Hayden never
1: was Indiana. Yeah, I was there. Of course, you were. Yeah. Uh, yes, he was. It, they they opened with Indiana. They used to open every once in a while back in the seventies. They'd open against Northwestern all the time, um, it, but it didn't happen very often uh, through the eighties. That's for sure. And it's been a long time since they've uh, they, since they've done that. Kirk said today he didn't really like it uh, for a number of reasons, and I, I can kind of understand it. You know, you want to kind of ramp up to your conference season, but in this case. What's kind of fun about it is that, that even though Rutgers has not had a great record in the Big Ten the last few years, it's a Power 5 football conference coming uh, team coming into Kinnick this week, uh, which is a little bit more mildly interesting than Middle Tennessee State,
0: right? So, well, there's no be, question yeah. it is, but, and it's a conference game, and so the Hawks have got to be ready to play, and Rutgers is going to pose some trouble. They've got fast guys. They have a quarterback with a good arm who can sling it around there, um, but yet they gave up 20 easy points to UMass, and really until about yeah the second half they only scored 10. But that second quarter they really took over the game and dominated there. But I mean Massachusetts is supposed to be horrible, right? I mean they right. they may uh, not right. win two, right? It's, we're not looking at that as being it's
1: it's good to see that Rutgers can do some things against bad football teams. It just we'll see how they do against the good football team and. They, they probably have more skill than they've had in the last couple of years, and,
0: and we'll see what happens with that. I'm but. really surprised by that number, it, it nearly three, t- so three touchdowns.
1: So let's uh, play into this, a little bit of the injuries. So Riley Moss goes out with a leg injury in this game for Iowa. It was a bit of a, a loss, uh, four to six weeks for him. Julius Brent's uh, out probably two to three weeks, still with a uh, an injury. And, of course, uh, we've got Larry Jackson. It looks like he'll be back maybe in in two to four weeks, which is is nice he'll be back. Looks like, though, Cole Banwart will get back in there this year, this week, and you'll see him in that offensive line. He practiced today, according to Kirk. So uh,
0: that might be helping helping out the Iowa offensive well, line, line it, although they didn't need a lot of help the other night. It does help with the depth, uh, no question. Even if, if Cole doesn't start, if he's able to come in and spell some of those guys. You know, if Shooter hasn't played a real football game in two years, yeah, and you are going to set him out there, and you expect him to go seventy snaps without taking a break. I think we're expecting a little bit too much.
1: Yeah, and it, it, it's uh, it, it'll be good all the way around. Hey, that that offensive line depth now. It, okay, so maybe you've got some new guys, but you are working you are working together a nice unit of guys who can be interchangeable, and they'll need that.
0: Well, and I, and, I we should not underplay the job that Linderbaum did the other night. No, of absolutely, absolutely not. The, well, you all, you, all you had to do was watch Tulsa against Michigan State to see how. How bad things can go if your center can't execute a shotgun snap? They have minus seventy-three yards. Everybody's like, "Oh, Michigan State holding minus." 70. No, the the center for Tulsa gave them minus fifty. Somebody pointed out that in the uh, in the
1: scrimmage a couple of weeks ago, that Linderbaum was struggling with the with the shotgun snaps. He was on target, pinpoint the other night, Hoffs, and did a great job. A sack? I don't recall. Uh, I don't think they did. Now, I you got, and I were struggling to remember penalties, and they had five of those. But well, I don't that, think they gave up a sack. I don't believe he went down. One of the penalties was on a punt. The
0: intentional grounding.
1: Does that, a, does that go as a sack? Intentional grounding? It doesn't, does it?
0: No, it's no. just a penalty. I mean, um, it's a
1: spot foul,
0: and that's where the right. ball goes, right? But, uh, but, yeah, I mean, all in all, I thought I Iowa played a clean game with the exception of the uh, fullback deciding, hey, um, we're going to go rugby here. <laughs> and try and pitch it when he's getting tackled. A
1: couple of other freshmen that played quite a role the other night. Sam Laporta at tight end. Sounds like he's in for the long haul this year. Uh, Kirk saying that he's going to play virtually every game and not going to redshirt. And Desmond Hudson, as a wide receiver as well, uh, found himself what some number time, is he? So. I don't know. Didn't notice him in the game, yeah, but I, apparently he played a bunch, and he's, been, he's doing well. Now, I like this idea. Well, of number three is
0: that, Tracy, right? Yeah.
1: And I, I like the idea of, of that a quarter of your freshman class getting real-time game reps and not just the four, but you're actually going to play them because at some point in time, the depth necessitates that you're rotating those guys. You can't wait have everybody wait for a year to get bigger. You well, know
0: what I mean? Well, and if, if you look at the Alabamas and the Georgias and the Clemsons yeah, of the world, yes. And they find talented freshmen. They don't put them on the bench behind juniors and seniors just because they don't have the experience. They put them in the game and let them go and see what they can do. And you, you, you have to be pleased, especially with what you saw out of Goodson. I mean, he did some really good things, made some guys miss, showed some explosiveness. You've got to be happy with what you saw out of him.
1: Do you move? Do you do what Tom says and said and move AJ Epinesa around? Do well, you I, stunt with him a little bit? I mean, does that kid need to be untracked just a little bit so that you don't start to get something in his head that, well, that maybe he's? I,
0: gonna, don't, I don't think I he's don't, not that type of kid. Though, I don't, is he? I don't he seems believe, not I don't believe that. Him. And yeah. I think Epi, his dad, is certainly. Uh, by the way, if you haven't checked it out, you need to go look on on the interwebs for Epi Epinesa's tribute to Ryan Driscoll. Uh, before the, the game in the parking lot at Kinnick is really, really cool. They do a haka, uh, Polynesian, uh, New Zealand-type haka dance, and it's really, really cool. So anyway, check that out. Um, no, I don't think AJ's that guy, it, but it clearly looked to me that I would basically ran a 4-3 base defense pretty much the whole night. It said, "This is what we're going to do." Well,
1: the cash didn't work a couple of times. Only, so they, I, I thought they only ran it once. Uh, it was more than that, but it, it, on both the long plays that they gave up in the game, so well, it, just an assignment. It, you OJ see,
0: was so mad at yes. D, DJ Johnson. Yes.
1: Well, he didn't DJ didn't play it again the rest of the night? And he came back in and played a little corner, but he didn't play the cash, right? So, and OJ may be the guy who takes over that spot now.
0: Boy, I how do you take the take him out of your corner? Because he really shut down that side of the field. They. They went there once, he had the only interception. Well, um, Unfortunately, you know what, I don't think
1: you can now. I think you could when you had Julius Brent or Riley Moss, who last year got tons of playing time at the various defensive back positions, but right now I'm not sure you can. You're probably right because you've you got to have that corner. That corner's got to be solid, so you've got to decide where you want You know, and Hankins
0: was in position, but for whatever reason couldn't find the football a couple times.
1: So they pointed out on television. Now I don't know if this is correct. Some one of the guys there said that he, that you, you need to be watching the quarterback and the ball, and you don't spy at the receiver until you're making your move, and that he spied the receiver too early on both of the of the plays that he missed. Now I don't know whether that's a thing or not. I'm not a D back, never have been, never coached it, but um, they that's what they pointed out. Robert Smith on the uh, on the FS1 pointed out. So I'm not entirely sure, but yeah, I thought it was it was interesting. Uh, I see. I still think, and I think those those guys are going to be really good, and uh, for the rest of the year, this cash thing is something to watch because you you got to have the right personnel to run that spot.
0: Well, my All guess right. is they're going to have to run more of that this week against Rutgers.
1: Absolutely, they're going to have to find a way. Miami did run a spread offense, and they did fine against it. But uh, these guys who run it a little bit more strategically, yeah, <laughs> might, you know, with a little bit more gas, you got to You got to figure out a way. All right. Have you, time, time for our now, last our call. Our last call. Unfortunately, just Frozen our last call. losing time. <laughs> one 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 last call for alcohol. Uh, by the way, so you were kidding me last week about this, but the number was close, right? I was sticking around the do, do I have to go you know, crazy and pick way off the number every week, or can you get close to it? I thought it was about right, and it was about right. It was a little higher, but it was about right. So this
0: week it's 20, 21 and a half, something like that. I just looked it up. I couldn't find it. I'll take Tom's word there. Um, I went first last week. I'll go first this week um, just because we're, some, we're somewhat superstitious in a stupid sort of way. Um,
1: I, 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 th- I think I,
0: Iowa is, is going to win the football game. There's no chance I would lay three touchdowns. Uh, Rutgers showed me a lot of athleticism, a lot of speed, the ability to score some points. You know, I only had one sack last week, Imani Jones, who basically went in unblocked in a uh, semi-blitz situation. Um, that might be the other thing to get Epinesa going is start sending people from different area. So I got the Hawks winning. Pretty high-scoring game, though, like 38-28. I think you're right. I think
1: uh, Rutgers is going to score some points in this. It's an improving defense. Iowa's going to get some young guys, some experience, and they're going to get better and better. But they're going to give up some. I'm not going to go 28, but I'm giving a 31-21 Hawkeyes. They'll come out 2-0. We'll be talking about Iowa State next week. Big game week here in the state of Iowa. When you on the Hawkeye huddle.